What's going on, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 47 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I am your host, Sanchez Bailey. And gosh, I have a plan to expound on this topic for a number of episodes, kind of similar to how I did the, the mental toughness program. If you haven't checked that series, check that out, please. That would be great for you. Um, especially in the time of the season that we're in, following the last episode on Trust the Process, focusing on us just being able to persevere and have direction and a clear vision and goal, necessary things in, in, our, in our lives. And so, you know, this episode here, you know, I usually, or sometimes I like to be inspired by what's currently going on in the game. And, you know, I'm inspired by what's going on. I haven't been able to watch too much football. It's really sad because of the timings, as you know. But I've been watching as much as I can and I've been paying really close to the, just the whole Man United saga. I've actually been paying close to them ever since they made their signings because, you know, going by the season they had last season, they, they looked like they could have really built momentum. And to be honest with you, who says that they can't still? Because I don't believe if I was to... No, let me finish the sentence. I don't believe that they were doing that great this time last year in the season. I think that they slowly started building and really got a, a run of games. I think their away form was amazing last season and their home form wasn't great. And that's how they was able to kind of like just climb the table while others were, were not. And we're seeing in the league this season that, you know, teams are able to drop points, put it that way. Except for these big boys, right? And so before I even get into the game on Sunday, because I... I uh, wanted to record this um, well truth be told I actually have to re-record the episode I did which is why it's out late because um, it's a corrupted file etc but anyway uh, back to back to United now so I've been watching I've been listening to press conferences and like without me being able to watch the games and just reading, reading what's going on in the news and stuff I can already see that pressure could be mounting on the players at Man United um, especially with the information that I've received um, by can I say an executive but someone in the game um, that works at the club I don't want to say at a high level because I feel like I'm not trying to make my statement more validated but someone who's really within the club right I asked him do they have a sports psychologist he looked at me and said, so, no. <laughs> now, there's two ways you can interpret it, interpret that. One, that they'll keep in their, you know, their, um, their internal affairs tight. That, that's could, that could be an explanation. At the same time, I feel like a sports psychologist is not a big deal and it's not something that you would want to conceal, actually. It's something that you would refer to. This is last season I asked this, actually. And... Um, yeah, I feel like the biggest club in the world to not have a sports psychologist is crazy. So with this context that I previously had, knowing what United is going through right now and, and you know, I guess everybody going on their natural instincts in terms of how they respond to elements such as pressure, you're going to see um, a fallible episode um, from them. Let me... I don't like saying words that. Let me just check. Fallible. <laughs> I know what it means capable of making mistakes yeah so you're going to see fallible episodes what do i mean like incidents in a game where they're going to be making mistakes and they're going to be prone to pressure and and easily 
uh, affected by pressure in a negative way. So I was just literally keeping myself um, my eyes peeled to the game, knowing though that they have re like they have youth with youth and determination and skill. You can kind of get by, you know, and. In contrast, Liverpool are a team that are brewing in confidence. And I genuinely believe, who won the league last season? Uh, uh, Man City. And I think Liverpool had a late surge. I genuinely believe, I've said this to you, that the dip in Liverpool's form in the mid-season was due to what was going on in, in personal affairs. You know, Klopp lost his mother. You had the pandemic. You had the Super League. I think the Super League kind of galvanised Liverpool. But I thought Liverpool really went through some things. And maybe Klopp's mannerisms went down and... As a result, the players, you know, the coaches are quite important to the players. Um, although it's important to not be so affected by the coach, but that's a, that's a whole other saga. And um, I want to make sure I speak about that in, in full and with the right uh, individuals around me in terms of a coach and themselves and, and players so they can really give and offer their perspectives too. Anyway, so I was interested to see how this game against Liverpool was going to unfold because, yes, I know Pogba has his day when he can just turn alive, but also I know that there's another switch and that is not a reflection on anything other than him being a human being. He's going to have off days, he's going to have great significant days we now know the players that are on top of their game have a mindset that's just incomparable right and maybe it's gifted maybe it's concentrated meaning it's something that people take conscious effort to develop but if you're not someone that has that mental side maybe <sighs> attended to is probably the best word then you're gonna have those Pogba events where you're gonna be you know up for it he was probably up for it, but he might have been over-aroused. He might have been over that certain sweet spot that we've spoken about in terms of you finding your zone. So you could be over... I think we spoke to Arthur Roger and he mentioned, you know, sometimes being over-pumped with the game. That was definitely a Pogba, right? Maybe doing a little bit too much. Um, I don't even really want to talk, talk to the players, uh, talk about the game just yet. So, yeah... Um, I just want you to really take this episode to just start thinking about the pressure that's mounting up on the manager who every single day his job's being in contention. Even just think about now, I've read something where Conte has been spoken to. He's going to hear that. They, they, those guys watch Sky Sports News when they have their lunch. They're hearing what's going on. They're hearing the criticisms. They're seeing the links of other people. So just think about how that would affect individuals. And I'm not even going to go to solutions and too much yet. I just really want to give you context just to think about. And over the next few episodes, we can really break it down and dissect and really give you progressive steps to um, mastering and overcoming and being equipped for pressure. And, and it's not really an element of overcoming, it's being able to manage pressure, actually. Think about, you know, training sessions where now you're hearing about the manager being in question, you know, United have a record of sacking managers and there's a bit of an uncertainty. Do you employ the tactics of your manager? Do you trust it? Do you, is the manager's countenance and his body language affected, which then, as we spoke about Klopp as well, affect the players? You know, um, the, the hype that Man United got prior to the season and as the, the first few games went through and, you know, then obviously the results that followed, 
doubt maybe creeping into the minds and then the the fans getting onto them social media now is a, is a massive voice in the game and they hear that they see that you know it it, it really is there really is no escaping essentially and so just think about what these players will be going through and then you you know you go and play Liverpool now and i believe man united had a uh, a chance just before Liverpool United had a chance just before Liverpool scored and I think Bruno Fernandes rocketed the ball like into the stands whether that's you know anything to do with pressure I'm not going to to reach for for something which is unnecessary but you know Liverpool scored straight away bam 1-0 Man United have a know-how to actually recover from you know uh what can I call that? From being behind, right? So they have a knack and they have knowledge and they have evidence and they have some level of confidence, so to speak. However, that, you know, that was a bit of a dent. And what, one of the things that I literally did that whole game was just watch body language. In particularly when the ball went out of field and just watching different players and just seeing how they would act. And I made a few notes and I just want to kind of... Um, kind of give you context and then give you body language and then you can hopefully if you've been following the episodes you can kind of start picking where people went wrong and maybe alternative approaches alternative responses but I'm not going to say anything I'm hoping that now like especially when I work with athletes the aim is to make them or to work with them to become somewhat self-sufficient so hopefully if you have been following the episodes you developed and and you're you, you know you're working on your mindset to a point where now you can start recognizing some things where you could see how that could be a downward spiral for a team and a player and you know uh, anything such as that. So the first goal goes in now, and let me just double check my notes because I don't think I really made too much about the first goal. Hold on a second. No, no, no notes on the first goal. First goes that. And I feel like the players are a little bit disappointed. I see a couple of hands on the hips, you know. That's normal. So we're not going to read into that too much. You know, so you want to see a response. And nine times out of ten, responses are... Take a little bit of time sometimes. You don't all immediately respond with a goal. Sometimes there's cases of that. But obviously a team like Liverpool, they were really well organised um, defensively as well. It was quite impressive to watch. When that second goal goes in though, goodness me, you see Rashford in the middle of the centre of the pitch cursing and berating players. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Who knows? But then you start hearing the fans start turning on the players. Okay, So the fans turning on the players, um, Rashford berating players. I don't know if he was, obviously I don't know what he was saying, so we can't really read too much into that. But with everything um, contextualised now, playing against Liverpool um, Maguire was actually silent you know Maguire is a, a talker Maguire is that guy that usually gets people in place so your leader's completely si- silent now sometimes players will look to their leaders to to get energy uh, get a vibe this man is silent when that second goal goes in and so the, and then the, the fans are now beginning to boo a little bit right you're now thinking Thinking, keyword, key thinking this could be a long day. This could be one of those ones. And I can't remember who scored. 
Um, Keita scored the first goal, second goal, may I think it was Salah. But if it wasn't Salah, he hasn't even scored yet, you know, or he hasn't, he got, it was kind of like a easy, not an easy goal, but like, it wasn't a work of art. He wasn't, he hasn't, he didn't really get into his groove yet. So you're like, he hasn't even stepped in his, um, he's, he's, he hasn't even got in his bag yet, basically, you know, just from how he has been doing all season. So you could really think this is a long game or a long day. It could be problematic. It's so early in the game. There's obviously another perspective that you can look where you could say that you can turn things around still. There's a lot of time in the game left. So I was watching Body Language and, and Mason Greenwood was someone who I feel like really done as much as he could in that game. You know, um, what I really wanted to see was how different the player's game was affected by that second goal. And I noticed a lot of sideward and backward passing, partially because of Liverpool's um, organisation, but that's also a reflection of, of mindset. And I feel like Rashford had a moment and I feel like Greenwood had a moment when they were attacking players. So even though the defence was back for Liverpool, the players were attacking and almost executing their skill set in the match, right? Whereas, you know, when you are negative, you kind of withdraw and your skill set is not on show, which is not on display, and that inhibits your game. And then if you're not displaying your skill set, what kind of effect could that happen have on the rest of the players? where the opposition is on their game and they're maximising their skill sets. So just think how this can affect the players and then any mistake that's happening, groans from the fans are happening and God knows what else is being said and I don't know what the manager usually does in a game so I can't really say much. He's usually quite quiet, right? So, you know, a lot of things are now going against United and, and this is not even just from the match, it's obviously the things that are mounting up from the week which probably has not been consciously managed because there's no sports site, so to speak. So um, you could just see it was just like an accident waiting to happen. And I, and I was hoping United got back into the game as a neutral, but also like, you know, um, hoping that they could manage the, the psychological challenges. And it didn't seem to be the case. What else did I write? You know, um, with people like Rashford and Greenwood, Rashford in particularly, you can kind of tell what individual he's like. He's someone who is a Man United fan, so he has that kind of heart and that irrational nature of a of a fan as well, where you would want to do something in the game to get the play, the fans back on side, you know? He knows how that works, you know, you do something, get the fans back on your side, really push and work towards changing the game, and I saw Rashford doing a little bit too much, trying to maybe work to, to get the fans back on his side, and unfortunately that led to mistakes. You know, so you're you're actually going over and beyond and not being in that form of a zone. You're also um, not actually tailoring yourself to your skill set. You're doing a little bit too much, right? Um, with the added pressure to try and make something happen. You know, so um, that that was problematic. Um, there was a bit of stretching. Um, going on from like the defence to the from the right side of the defence to the left side don't know if that was tactical but United actually started showing some promise for a few moments but then obviously Liverpool responded and you know I really just want you to kind of think after every goal maybe just check the highlights again and well, maybe the highlights won't show you too much but the body language and just imagine after the third goal goes in and after Pogba gets sent off and 
there's so much damage that was going on to Manchester United. And I just want to kind of highlight a lot of that match was due to the pressure on the players. Obviously, skill set and Liverpool were great, amazing, fine. But it was a real breakdown of, of the inability to handle the pressure that was on United from previous weeks, but also in the game as well. And I just want you to be conscious of this, and I want to kind of leave you with the thought of pressure in your experiences and how pressure may affect you, um, how pressure is so ranged, you know, um, and it doesn't always have to be in-game. But just be conscious and aware of how pressure can affect you and some of the things that you do think which then lead to your behaviour and then maybe sometimes non-verbal communication and, and the way that your, your, your countenance is and all in the name of pressure. I also want you to start thinking. Start thinking about the alternative responses. Maybe if you, you know, I'm never going to tell you to watch the game back, but if you maybe think about the moments that I at least mentioned, think about some of the ways that a player could respond in the mind first, which then maybe affects their body and their, their body uh, language and their, their actual actions, you know, where, you know, they're, they're not playing according to the pressure that is being displayed or bestowed upon them. So that's this episode today. So it's, a, it's an introduction in pressure, into pressure. I have, I have a plan. I don't want to speak too much before it doesn't unfold, but I have a plan to explore pressure in, 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 in great, at great heights and great levels. And so let's move on to next week. Enjoy your time. Apologies on the delay. And we'll speak again on Monday. Take care now. Bye-bye.